Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Just an incredible story. It goes back to the 1950s, but it relates exactly with what's going on in 2020. Uh, a polio disaster helped shape vaccine safety. Globalnews.ca story. Here's why that matters for the coronavirus. Goes on the headline of the story. Mike Armstrong joins us, Global National Quebec correspondent. Mike, thank you very much for the time. And so the background of this, can we go back to the 1950s and the polio vaccine story and how it then fits into today's coronavirus dialogue? Well, I don't know about you, but all I'm thinking about is vaccine. I just cannot wait for this vaccine to get here. Um, so recently, though, I sat down with Paul Martin, the former prime minister, and talked to him about something in history that I think is basically forgotten. Uh, so the polio vaccine comes out in 53. They start testing it. They test a million kids, literally a million children. And then in 55, in April, they go, they say, you know what? We've got the polio vaccine. It's safe and effective. Jonas Salk's polio vaccine developed out of Pittsburgh with the help, by the way, of Connaught Labs out of Toronto. We've developed the vaccine, safe and effective. Let's roll it out. And just as is the case right now, companies, pharmaceutical companies, had already started producing uh, the vaccine, knowing the sort of the recipe. So, unfortunately, what happened in 55, in April of 55, within literally days of the announcement, Cutter Labs out of California produced bad batches. They literally didn't follow the recipe that Jonas Salk had developed. And instead of injecting children with inactivated polio virus, they, they were, it's hard to believe, injecting children with live polio virus. And so kids started coming back, turning up sick, not just turning up sick. This is almost hard to believe. They were literally turning up partially paralyzed in the limbs where they had been injected. It, it is a frightening, frightening story. About 40,000 children developed sort of a very, very mild case of polio. Nothing really to worry about, but there's a lot of children. But 150 kids were permanently paralyzed, 10 died. So they, they call it the Cutter incident, and it only lasted a few weeks. And the reason Paul Martin is involved is because he remembers coming home to his house seeing his father in, in the library in southern Ontario, and uh, his dad snapped at him. And he said, my dad never snapped at me. And I, I, went, I left the room, and I didn't understand what was going on. And his mom took him aside and said, look, your father, his father was the health minister at the time of Canada. And he said, here's what's happened. The state has pulled the polio vaccine, and your father has to decide whether Canada keeps going or not. And so Paul Martin Sr., one of the most uh, prolific political figures in Canadian history. It's 32 years as an MP for the cabinet minister under four different prime ministers. It's pretty incredible. Paul Martin Sr. has to sit there and say, okay, what are the facts? What do we know? And so he decided that Canada would keep going. He had confidence in the, the, the vaccine that was being produced in Canada and being rolled out already. So he kept going. And the U.S. shut it down completely. Uh, so it is a really neat story because... You've got, on the one side, Canada that, that kept going. Paul Martin, and, and he's very proud to this day, actually, of his father's uh, sort of uh, reaction to it. And you've got the U.S. that then looks north and says, okay, wait a sec, we've stopped. We think we know what the problem is. Canada kept going, 
and everything's fine up there, so we'll keep going. They So they started it up again. Uh, and then you've got the reaction from all the oversight in the U.S. So everything that's being done today with COVID-19 is as a result of the lessons learned in the 1950s uh, with this Cutter incident. It's a super interesting story. And as I said, almost forgotten by history. Yeah, it is an incredibly interesting story. And if you look back at uh, the 1950s and prior to the 50s, polio, the effect on uh, on kids was horrific because it attacked young children. Now, you had uh, also the opportunity to speak with the son of uh, Jonas Salk, Dr. Peter Salk, what, who's also uh, in, in the medical field, researcher. What are his views on the development of the coronavirus vaccines? Uh, he Look, it's super interesting. He he said early on, he as as the, the vaccines were being developed, sort of, you know, if you go back eight, nine, ten months ago, he was nervous. Uh, and he said he looked at the U.S. and he said, everybody's moving full steam ahead. Now, are they moving too fast? And he was nervous. And he said there was the chance that political intervention into the process might mean that people would cut corners, which is what happened in 1955. And so he was nervous. But he says, look, he is watching everything that's going on. He is seeing that there is a transparent process going on. He's seeing that there is oversight. And he's also, and, and this is one thing that I, I didn't expect, he said, look, I'm also confident that when the rollout begins, there is going to be the monitoring that it takes. So sort of every process, excuse me, every part of the process he has a confidence, and part of that confidence is based on what the industry went through in, in the 50s. You know, Mike, there's so many moving parts on this story, because we can add to this, the numbers of Canadians willing to take the vaccine, so we hear, is on, on decline. Uh, Dr. Salk Jr. had something to say about the safety of, uh, of vaccines, didn't he? he? Well, I mean, he talked about how if you follow what his father said had cutter had cutter industries cutter excuse me cutter laboratories followed his father's recipe there would be no cutter incident that right. everything would have been fine and it yeah. was sort of how you inactivated the polio virus and before administering it which by the way came from Connaught labs in toronto uh, it was a toronto company uh, that uh, at the university of toronto that came up with this system where they could produce polio virus in a liquid form and ship and they literally shipped thousands of liters of polio <laughs> across the border to Pittsburgh so that uh, Jonas Salk and his lab could work on it and uh, and prepare, inactivate it so that it could be uh, given to children. It is a fascinating story. And it by is, the way, Jonas Salk always said the efforts of the Canadians involved, uh, he referred to it as Herculean, um, but, you know, the other part of the story is not just sort of what happened before, but this whole idea that when the rollout in the U.S. was halted, Canada kept going, and that had an impact as well on the U.S. And you know, Mike, uh, regardless of the numbers of people who say that they're not going to be vaccinated, I think once the vaccine's available, people are going to line up. People who are telling you today that they won't well, they won't take the vaccine, many of them will be standing in line. Oh, uh, well, they'll probably be behind me because I'll be in the line pretty quickly. <laughs> and, and part of that's based on the fact that I've just spent a couple of weeks really talking to... Yeah experts about this and, and sort of how it goes down how it's done uh and jonas excuse me peter salk the son of jonas salk you couldn't speak to somebody i don't know if you know the story like it is a fascinating story peter salk 
to this day, I don't know, maybe 70 years old, and his father invented the polio vaccine. Mm-hmm. He could be a billionaire today had his father taken a patent on the polio vaccine, and his father didn't. Instead, when they asked him, well, aren't you going to get a patent? He said, would you take out a patent on the sun? It's, it was just something that belonged Amazing to everybody. Story. That was his perspective. And yeah. I think that uh, a, a, a vaccine that solves COVID-19, I mean, what are you adding to humanity? That is, there's somebody with a Nobel Prize waiting. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.